0: Ooh, welcome to episode 185 of Podcateers. This week, Gavin and Melissa were helping me test out a new setup for future recordings. And before we knew it, we were recording this episode. We ended up talking about the recent power outage at the park and what it's like when power goes down for attractions. We talk about a short film about former Laker Kobe Bryant's career. And if you're thinking, what? Wait, Sports? Well, we talk about the animation and music powerhouses in the industry that teamed up with Kobe to give this project life. Uh, Finally, we also talk about our Disney resolutions for 2018. A huge thank you goes out to the FGP squad, our fairy godparents. Their support helps making these episodes possible, and if you would like to become a fairy godparent of our podcast, you can do so for as little as $1 per month by going to podcateers.com slash FGP for more information and a link to sign up. Plus, if you sign up for a contribution of at least $5 per month, you'll get the exclusive fairy godparent button as a thank you for your support. The next time you need to buy something on Amazon, help us out by starting your journey at podcateers.com Amazon. There you'll find our big Amazon button. And if you click on it, you'll be taken to Amazon's homepage using our special referral link. And if you buy something, we may get a small commission from that purchase. It's a great way to support the podcast with just a few clicks. To everyone that's already using our link, a big thank you goes out to all of you. On the interwebs, you'll find us on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and on Facebook. Just search for Podgeteers. We would love it if you followed us and liked us, subscribed to us, and told your friends about us. Some notes about this episode will be over at podgateerscom slash 185. And remember, if you have any comments about anything that we talk about in this episode, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Also, we're talking about doing a live recording for our 200th episode coming up very soon more information on this is coming soon so we hope that you can join us all right so here we go let's get started shall we this is episode 185 of Podketeers. this is our podcast we're a group of friends that loves disney technology art food and more this is Podcateers. Oh, wait, wait. I'm sorry. I forgot to do this. <laughs> <laughs> I people are going to listen to this and they're going to think we're crazy because we're fading into just laughing. You know, uh, a little behind the scenes, we are testing a brand new audio setup today. This is something that I've been working on for quite some time. And, you know, Gavin is states away and Melissa is counties away. But they are graciously helping me test out this brand new audio setup, which hopefully will open up a brand new realm of opportunities for us to bring people on. Hopefully you guys notice the audio difference and it sounds a lot clearer than previous phone calls and Skype conversations. So with that said... Happy New Year, guys, and welcome to the first episode of 2018! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> hey, guys, how are you doing today? Hi! Going great. <laughs> Glad to be here. So what do you guys normally do for New Year's? Because I feel like the last several years, I've been that crazy old guy that just wants to stay home and really do nothing. Uh, do you guys generally stay home or do you guys go out and do anything
1: fun? Yeah, I usually hang out with friends, have a few drinks, and uh, we just have a good time. And almost always uh, it turns into a YouTube karaoke party at at our place. So we'll probably be uh, I'm glad we're recording now as we are, because in a day or two, I probably won't have a voice left. Nice. (laughs) So what's your go to karaoke song? um i don't know that i really have a go-to I'm, I'm really the guy in the background that just kind of sings along with everybody i i don't really get up and do any solos mm-hmm. i'm i'm sure it will end up in that uh weird dance version of auld lang syne that uh, mariah carey yeah. does yeah that's where it usually ends up yeah that's horrible dude it is horrible <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah that that's horrendous uh <laughs> melissa what about you what do you do
2: um i could say i party <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, nice. this year is gonna be a party last year i stayed at home it was actually nice because i didn't have to i was in bed comfy watching and texting and just chilling but um the past previous five years before that i spent them in um dca and they so were much
1: jealous jealous
0: Ah, just a little jealous. (laughs)
1: Sorry.
2: (laughs) But it was, you know what, I'm kind of glad I did it in DC and not Disneyland. I love Disneyland, but it just gets so crowded to where at, I want to say, two to three, it's near capacity. And Mm -hmm. we just head to the other park because it's just so bad. Um, There's no line for the bathrooms in DC on New Year's (laughs) Eve. Or Cove Bar. Just saying.
1: That's crazy. <laughs> what you're
0: trying to tell me that when there's no APs in the park, you can just walk right into Cove Bar?
2: Yeah. Then in, uh, the last time I was there, it's a group of seven. I want to say it was a group of seven. And yeah. we just walked right in. And for whoever's listening, they know that's not happening because usually there's a line. 30 minutes, 40 minutes, maybe an hour yep. for two people.
1: It's
0: insane. Yeah, you know, uh, earlier this week, I ended up uh, retweeting somebody that had, they said something along those lines, right? They posted a picture of the Cove Bar with like two people sitting there, and I'm paraphrasing, but it says something along the lines of, this is how you know APs are blocked out of the park. (laughs) Yeah, I thought that was Uh, pretty funny. Damn it, Gavin. Now I have my go-to karaoke song in my head. <laughs> What's that? Don't stop believing by journey. Yes! Oh, wow!
1: <laughs> <Strangers> Amazing.
0: Wait <laughs> yes. till. The boulevard, the shadows, searching in the
2: night. But I'm Gavin. I'll be singing in the background.
0: Yeah, that's definitely one of my go-to songs when I karaoke. Um, I I love to karaoke, but I don't do it very often anymore because, one, I'm horrible at it. And two, whenever we've gone to, like, karaoke bars and stuff, I tend to sign up for 20 songs. And my friends get angry at me because they feel like they're not really getting the most out (laughs) of their experience there. But I don't know about out there, Gavin, but here they have kind of like bowling alleys where Mm -hmm. they have different lanes or rooms, really, where you can rent it out for a while. And you have access to a karaoke machine and a screen and, you know, thousands of songs. And you can rent it out by the hour and stuff. It's super... Super fun. Uh, I think next time that you're in town, we need to go to one of those, rent it out, go, and uh, I think we should vlog the experience. I'll do it. I do it. I'm down for it. Yes. (laughs) Remember, 20 songs, though. All right.
2: Wait, 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 wait. No solos. Because...
0: Oh, I am so
2: close, though. Well, no.
0: uh, I don't know exactly how many Disney songs they have in their catalog of music, but maybe we can figure something out and maybe we can do like our own yeah. Disney like karaoke thing.
1: She-
0: I don't know. I just think it'll be fun, but we- we'll set something up. Uh, Before we continue, Melissa, I just want to say thank you very much for getting me obsessed with a whole new dessert that's available outside of Disneyland. (laughs) All right, so here's the deal. So I met up with Melissa earlier today, and she lives like super close to this place called Joe's Italian Ice. And if you are from the Anaheim area, you may already be familiar with this place. What they have is just basically shaved ice, soft serve, and they make milkshakes and all sorts of other uh, different types of desserts, and they have a vanilla soft serve, which is like insanely delicious and this pineapple italian shaved ice that they put on top of the soft serve and when you mix it together and you eat it it tastes so dull whippy (laughs) (laughs) you're welcome
1: very envious we don't we don't have any such thing in oklahoma oh then when you are in town we need to go sir
0: Nice. nice We Seriously, we need to go because uh, for not much more than what you would pay for a Dole Whip inside mm-hmm. of the park, you get yeah. something that's wow. twice the size. And it is absolutely delicious, but they elevated the taste of the pineapple shaved ice with the soft serve by adding this toasted coconut to the top of it. It was like a syrup that had the coconut chunks in it, and it was madness. Wow. It was Tropical. so good. Oh, seriously, dude, I'm kind of obsessed now. <laughs> Cuz you know, I mean, I like piña colada and <laughs> I like dancing in the anyway. Uh seriously, absolutely <laughs> magical. So quick shout out goes out to Joe's Italian Ice. I didn't end up getting the pineapple uh shaved ice with the soft serve because anyone that knows me knows that I love Orange flavored stuff, and they made a milkshake out of the orange shaved ice and their vanilla soft serve. That was like,
2: (laughs) (laughs) and what's so cool is that they are not stingy, like, you could literally try every flavor possible. They're really nice people about it.
0: And you know what? I had like three samples, and I felt so guilty. Uh, because <laughs> I felt like I was taking advantage. And the girl, she was such a sweetheart. Uh, I wish I remembered her mm-hmm. name so that I could give her a shout-out. But she's like, no, you got to try, you know, whatever you want. Because mm-hmm. that way you know exactly what you want to order after. And my jaw just, like, dropped. Because they have so many delicious mm-hmm. flavors. Uh, it's hard to choose. So, yeah, again, quick shout-out goes out to Josie Italian Ice in Anaheim. Because... Uh, you are now one of my favorite obsessions. And they're awesome.
2: within walking distance of Toy Story Lots parking.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Ooh. Yes. Nice. Yeah, yeah. They
0: are like four, maybe five mm-hmm. minutes away from the lot. I guess really depending on how yep. fast you walk, mm-hmm. really. Excellent. All right. Well, in not-so-happy park news, uh, did you guys hear about the power outage that happened in the park this last week? Yes. Yes, I did. What do you guys think about that whole thing?
1: I heard. It's weird. I heard it like I saw it all over social media and I saw even newscasts about it. And in total, wasn't it just 11 minutes long, the outage? Um, Not for everything.
0: Uh, The outage began just after 11 o'clock in the morning uh, and they didn't end up restoring power to Mm -hmm. everything until about 4 p.m. Ah, okay. It must have been just one piece
1: that was back really quickly.
0: Yeah, so they did have a problem with one of the generators uh, out towards the back where It's a Small World is. And so a lot of the attractions on that side of the park were down. But the last couple of weeks of December are some of the times that are most packed in the park. And I think this is part of what angered people so much about the situation is that Disneyland actually has backup generators that they could have used for this. But they generally reserve those generators in case there's some kind of tragedy. And this wasn't a a tragic situation. It was an unfortunate one, but not really a tragic one. Mm -hmm. What do you guys think about, one... Uh, how Disneyland handled the situation by not turning on the backup generators for power in that area. And two, how people were reacting on social media and through media outlets about how it was just chaos without that power on. Um, Well,
2: speaking from a former cast member's point, um, I will say that Disney does everything possible to where, you know, we don't even know if they had power surges. We don't even know what exactly happened backstage to where, why they couldn't bring them on. Um, of course, Disney was gonna is going to be blamed for everything. And that's, that's a sad, sad thing. Because if there were a major emergency, catastrophe, something, everybody who's there, including cast members are covered. You know, they're going to be safe. That's something I know that Disney will take care of everybody that's there at the park. So I don't know. I always side with Disney only because I've seen what happens, you know, earthquakes, power outages, you get blamed for everything. I've had people not understand why they couldn't go in the building after an earthquake. And it's like, it's just for your safety. So I'm pretty sure a lot of it had to do because of, you know, safety issues. Maybe they couldn't get something up in the attraction or i don't know but it's kind of hard it's really hard and i do feel really bad for those for the the guests you know especially the one day tickets i mean that's it's heartbreaking it really is so i understand why they're upset but being upset about everything i mean it's like you know it just happened
0: right and don't the attractions have to go through some kind of security protocol yes. whenever they go down like that where they have to do like a full restart of the attraction and they have to test it out? Right.
2: And pretty much protocol is they go to the, f- how would you say, the, the e-ticket rights. That's the best way I could describe it. They go to mm-hmm. the e-ticket rights first, check all that out. So it'd be like, you know, uh, what happened in Fantasyland? It would be mm, Matterhorn would probably be the first one to go through that maintenance. And then it would probably be the dark rides after. So they, they have this protocol where they go from the first, you know, e-tickets all the way down to, you know, the smaller ones per se. Um, but yeah, and it takes a long time. Like when interventions went down, it would take nearly an hour to come back up. You would think why, you know, Mm -hmm. that building doesn't do anything. It's, we just have to wait. We have to wait until everyone's cleared off. Um, And all the other attractions, you know, Space Mountain, Star Tours, Buzz, they get priority. Yeah.
0: And, I mean, that makes sense. Mm -hmm.
1: See, I I think a lot of it got a little bit overblown as well because in the things that I read about it, it was really just one segment of the park. It was the the stuff tied to that one Transformer, which ended up being Small World, Toontown, and the Monorail. So it wasn't like, you know, they couldn't go on any rides for half the day. It was just that one little piece of the park. Now, I do understand that some people were kind of stuck on some of those rides for a little bit. But I mean, because I don't think there's any way to, like, get people off of a monorail that's stuck somewhere along that track. Um, But other than that, I feel like a lot of it was a little bit overblown. I've been there on a day where one of those Transformers goes out and it was actually on the other side of the park, and the the one that handles Splash Mountain, Haunted Mansion, oh, yeah. and Pirates of the Caribbean, they're all on one power yeah. source. Whoa. So when it goes down, yeah, all yeah. three of those e-tickets go down at once. And uh, I learned that just by talking to some cast members when I was there when it happened one day. Thankfully, I wasn't on one of those rides, and I wasn't stuck. Although... I have secretly always wanted to be on in that <laughs> situation. So that, Dude, you, yes. so that you can get like walked out and maybe see some <laughs> secret stuff. That would be really cool. Especially pirates. I want to be like down there on the water and have to be evacuated out. So I get to walk <laughs> through it like really badly. Like that's my jam.
0: Ugh, <sighs> I just want to get stuck on the haunted mansion so badly. Uh, I, I'm sure you do. And that would <laughs> be amazing. <Tag> goals. <laughs>
1: that would be great. But I mean – yeah, so I think we've all been there on days when, you know, something goes down unexpectedly. And I mean, we have to understand that these are massive, massive, complicated machines that we're, we're there to be entertained by. But they they take a lot of maintenance and a lot of power and a lot of upkeep. And the fact that they are open 365 days a year, you know, year after year, and they maintain these things for yeah. our pleasure at, you know, I kudos to them and everything I've ever heard to kind of echo what Melissa was saying is that their focus, like number one is on guest safety. Absolutely. And I know that I've seen that come into play and I have huge respect for that because I've been in amusement parks where I've not felt that same type of safety that I feel when I'm in a Disney park. So I totally appreciate it. And You know, I wasn't there on that day, so I can't really speak to that exact event. But I've seen similar things, and I feel like they handle it appropriately. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, from my perspective, I can totally understand both sides of the spectrum. Because you guys know that I didn't grow up going to Disneyland very often. And coming from a family that had to save up money so that we can go somewhere like Disneyland once every year or two... I can see how this would make very many people upset. I understand what you were saying, Gavin, about the whole safety issues and how it's a different ambiance when you go to different parks. It's not to say that you're not safe at other parks, but the feeling is definitely different. Like at Disneyland, you just kind of feel like you're at home almost. And uh, in this situation, Disneyland did everything that they possibly could you know, to try to help these people out. So they were offering return passes for another day. Unfortunately, some of the families that experienced this issue were coming just for a single day because they had family that was visiting from out of the country or whatever the case was. And that makes it a lot more difficult, you know. So they ended up spending hundreds and hundreds of dollars, in some cases thousands, and it just soured them to the to wanting to come back to the park and experience that again. And really that's unfortunate because something like this doesn't happen very often. It was just the bad luck that it happened during a time of the season when there's so many people visiting
1: the park. Agreed.
2: And the fact that they, they were doing everything to, you know, to help everybody out. That's, You don't hear that from other parks. You just don't.
0: Yeah. I mean, I really admire the fact that, you know, like you said, if there was truly an emergency situation that anyone inside of the park is covered, and not just the Mm -hmm. cast members, the actual guests as well. Right. uh, You wouldn't happen to know Mm -hmm. how many days worth are covered per person, would you?
2: No, I don't. I, I just know that they have just enough to where if it like you can't even get out of the park. Like that kind of a dangerous situation that everybody would be covered. Got it. Which is really, really good to know. And it's awesome. I
0: mean, yeah, I mean, it's definitely admirable considering mm-hmm. how many people go through the turnstiles. I mean, the park holds what? Just over 80,000 people at capacity. It's
1: impressive, yeah.
0: Well, like Gavin said, I think a lot of this story was just blown a little out of proportion uh, because maybe it's because it seemed like it was bigger than it was primarily because there was so much people in the park and there was so many more people involved. Uh, I don't know. I wasn't there to experience it, but if you were in the park when this happened and you know, you kind of have a little first-hand experience about what went down, how they handled it, you know, how it felt being there, knowing that this was happening. You know, we'd love to hear from you either in the blog post for the episode, a comment on the Facebook post or on Instagram, or if you've been in another situation on a different day where an attraction went down and you had to be evacuated, you know, tell us what the procedure was, what they had you do, you know, what they said, how it went down. Because uh, in this particular instance, the people that were stuck on It's a Small World uh, were stuck for about 24 minutes. And, you know, other attractions, you know, had to be evac uh, after a certain amount of time as well. But the I mean, and I guess it depends on who you ask on whether or not they like the song this much. But uh, most people were complaining because when they were stuck on It's a Small World, everything was dark. But the music kept playing in the background. (laughs) Oh, Oh, I'm sorry to
2: mean to laugh. I'm sorry.
0: Wow.
1: Yeah. So that is
0: permanently (laughs) embedded into their brain now.
1: And now every time they close their eyes, they'll (laughs) hear that music.
0: Right? Um, But I guess it really just depends on who you ask, because, I mean, look, if I got stuck on the Haunted Mansion, I I would love it because I love the music of the mansion. And, you know, the soundtrack goes on for, (laughs) you know, 30 minutes or so. I could listen to that and I have listened to it for several hours Mm -hmm. while I've been working on stuff. Well, like we mentioned a little bit ago, if you guys have had an experience like this happen to you, we would love to hear about it. Just send us a message over on Facebook. Uh, you can leave a comment on the blog post for the episode over at podcasters.com slash 185. Or you can comment on the Instagram post, send us a tweet. It's up to you. Um, but yeah, we again, like we'd love to hear what your experience was and if it was any different than, you know, what happened this week. Gavin, this uh, this cartoon you suggested that I watch earlier this week, you know, when you first mentioned that it was basketball-related and that it was related to Kobe Bryant, uh, <laughs> I wasn't really enthusiastic about watching it until you gave me a few more details about it because, you know me, I'm not the sports guy or anything, but... Uh, you know, when I finally took the time to watch it, I got to say, man, mm-hmm. my heart melted because it <laughs> was just amazing. Tell us a little bit about this animation.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um, like Hazen said, it's uh, it's about basketball and specifically it's about Kobe Bryant. And I'm sure lots of Podcateers listeners are from California, so they should definitely know who he is, even if they're not basketball people. But uh, a couple years ago, um, he retired, and a couple weeks ago, they had uh, a ceremony where they retired both of his jerseys, his number eight and his number twenty-four. Which, for those of you who don't know what that means, it just means that no other Laker will ever wear one of those numbers; they're they're retired forever. So, um, as a part of this ceremony, uh, Kobe Bryant had this idea to create a short film that kind of commemorated his experience with the game of basketball. Now, when he retired back in 2015, he announced his retirement by writing a letter to the Players' Tribune. And it was a letter to the sport of basketball. And it was it was sort of a love letter. And it was called Dear Basketball. And it was a really kind of elegant way to bow out of the game. I, I, I really liked it. And I thought it was a cool move back then. Well, since then, he partnered with a couple of titans of the entertainment industry, uh, one John Williams and one Glenn Keane as, you know, movie lovers. I'm sure everybody knows who those two people are. And uh, what he basically created for his retirement ceremony was an animated short film. Uh, so Glenn Keane was the head animator on it and director. And John Williams was the composer of the music, and what they created, along with Kobe Bryant's narration, was a five-minute animated short. Um, you know, basically, uh, as an homage to Kobe Bryant's career and his experience uh, having a life in basketball. And I don't know if if I've talked about this much on the podcasters, but if I have any passion in my life that competes with Disney, it's going to be basketball. That's that's my jam. <laughs> no pun intended. And uh, seeing something like this, seeing an iconic figure in the game create something that has a crossover value to me—that's animated, that's animated by a legendary Disney animator. I mean, I was—I've watched it. 10 times at least since it came out. I watched it right before we started recording. So it'd be fresh in my mind. And I think they did a great job. It's been nominated for an Oscar um, this coming year and uh, we'll see what it does. But I'd love to know what you guys thought of it. What were your reactions and, and what do you guys think of it?
2: Um, I was blown away at just watching it. Um, I love the style, the sketching style of it, of, It's Mm -hmm. as if, you know, if you were to imagine like your memories, how you're thinking back to me, that's how you would imagine how it would look like. It was perfectly done. Um, I my first question immediately was how did Kobe get in contact with these two people, these two amazing people?
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, that's simple. He asked them. Just like that.
1: Just like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, probably. I mean, Toby Bryant has a lot of mm. pull. And uh, yeah, I, I know that he began speaking with John Williams as early as 2008 to, you know, because he's been into other creative endeavors. And, and I think he knew all along that he wanted to get into more creative endeavors when he retired. And so he began building a relationship with him, you know, quite some time ago. And he decided when he wanted to do this animated piece that he definitely wanted it to be a hand-drawn uh, style of animation. And if you're going to do hand-drawn animation and you're Kobe Bryant and you can get the very best, yeah. you go to Glenn Keane. So I agree with you, Melissa. I think the, the sketchy style of it really lent itself to that kind of romanticized feel of memories and, you know, remembering all the good things and, And how it shaped his life, and and I thought that was really cool. And you know, Glenn Keane's his ability to animate Mm -hmm. human figures and anatomy and from every angle. And you know, there's shots of him like flying through the air and dunking a basketball at a strange angle and then falling on the floor, and it looks all so natural. And you know, that's the magic that that Glenn Keane can do. And then being a basketball guy. Uh, you know, I've watched Kobe, you know, he played for 20 seasons. And so I know how he moves. I know his uh, shot form and things like that. And Glenn captured all of that so perfectly in this, you know, the way that he shoots a jump shot, the way that he, the facial expressions hit his face. Uh, Man, I, I was just so impressed by it. And and then yeah, you add in John Williams' score to that, and it just adds this weight to it that is you yeah, feel I the emotional magical. Yeah, I mean that's really
0: what I got out of this, you know, the the emotion. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we've talked about this before, right? I'm not a big sports guy, but watching this, it just filled me with so much emotion just watching mm-hmm. the story unfold. Mm-hmm. And more importantly, the message that it conveyed was passion and I mean look I I got a lot of heat for this last year when uh, I was talking Uh -uh. about Derek Jeter and you know whether (laughs) you like him or not when Derek Jeter retired I had a lot of respect for him because he was a workhorse and he hustled and you know he he put a lot of himself into the sport of baseball. Not that there aren't a lot of other players that do that, but when he retired, he -hmm. conveyed that message. You know, he was very passionate about it. Mm -hmm. When Michael Jordan was playing, you know, you felt the same thing from him. And when, when Jordan was playing, I feel that he brought the idea or the consciousness of basketball to a whole new level, because there were people that, I know, were not basketball fans that were wearing yeah. the yep. Bulls shirts, the jerseys, the shorts. Uh, at some point, they all started wearing Air Jordans because it was just like the thing to do. So it went from just uh, a, a game to a cultural thing. Now, Jeter, I think, kind of did the same thing. But, you know, there's that hatred because he was a Yankee. Mm-hmm kobe i think did the same thing for this generation whether you like him or not yeah. uh, you know it's irrelevant the point is that he is so passionate about what he did for so many years that you could see that pouring through in this short film the fact that he chose Glenn keen to help him with something like this is its it's amazing i mean every there was a point in the in the, in the film where you know these transitions happened from when kobe was a boy to an adult and it was so buttery smooth that it just it filled my heart with joy to see that traditional animation yeah. and even in this sketch like raw form just looked amazing I mean, there is a reason that Glenn Keane worked for Disney Animation for 37 years. You know, he was one of the people that was instrumental in really reviving the Disney animation, you know, for the masses in the new golden age. You know, he was part of the group that brought us Mm -hmm. Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast and Aladdin and Tarzan. And uh, I think Tangled was the last thing that he he ended up working on. Tangled, that's right. But I mean, you know, there's a reason, you know, that he's a Disney legend because he's brought so much to the table and you can clearly see that. You know, not to mention that you have music by John Williams. It really is a marvelous film.
2: I think one of the coolest things is that for little ones, if they don't know who Kobe Bryant is, they could watch this and literally just learn who he is, what he did in five minutes. Mm-hmm. It's it's beautifully said.
1: Yeah,
0: I mean, I would argue that it's not just for children; that I think it's even for adults. Uh, especially all the like the haters right Uh, there were so many people that criticized kobe throughout his career you know because he would act like this and he would act like that but i mean he's where he is today Mm -hmm. because of his passion and that is the one thing that i got from watching this film that he was a passionate
1: player yeah i agree i agree with all of that uh yeah so if if you don't uh, it's not on YouTube, but it is on, uh, go 90.com. So, you know, if you don't, if you're not able to post it in the vlog post, then they can go to go 90.com. See it. Yeah.
0: I'm certainly going to find, or at least try to find a way to embed it in there. Uh, I'm not sure if go 90 has like embed code the way that YouTube does, but if I can't find it, I'm going to at least post a link In the blog post for the episode so that you can go check it out because this, uh, I mean, whether you're a basketball fan or not, whether you're a fan of any sport Mm -hmm. and you want to know about raw passion uh, or if you are an animation fan and just want to see raw talent. This is a clinic by Glenn Keane and Kobe Bryant on storytelling and animation. So, uh, again, I'm going to do my best to try to post a video, and if not, at least a link, because I think anyone on the sport or animation spectrum will get so much from watching this.
1: I mean, it's a work
0: of art, for sure. I mean, seriously, Gavin, thank you for (laughs) recommending this, because... Uh, i i'm gonna start recommending this to everyone uh once you guys have the opportunity to watch this please send us a, a note or a message or post uh your thoughts on it because it's just it's just that good seriously yes all right so we are officially kicking off 2018 and you know, with the turn of every new year, people have resolutions, things that they want to change about themselves, about their life, about their lifestyle. But I want to talk about specifically Disney resolutions. What are some of those things in the park at Disneyland, or maybe Walt Disney World, or any of the parks around the world that you would like to do or you would like to change? Not necessarily with the park itself, but you like what are what are things that you want to do this year you
1: want to start Melissa
2: sure um that's a good question <laughs> I <clears throat> I would love to one day try and I'm not big on um like table service like fancy like thing that it, it's really 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 random if I go in there I would love to try and see if I could have dinner over their balcony watching fireworks. Ooh,
0: great choice.
2: I would love that.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Another one, which is, I don't know if, why I'm going to say this, but I'm going to give the turkey leg another try.
0: Oh, I'm so glad you <laughs> said that.
2: And I wish everyone could see my face because it's, it's just, hilarious. I've tried it and I smell it. and I still smell ham, but I'm going to try it. Maybe I need mustard. I don't know.
0: Seriously. There is this look of dread on on Melissa's face right now because I know for a fact she doesn't like the turkey legs, but I'm glad you're giving it a shot because it is a staple of Disneyland, you know, along with the churros and the corn dog and the funnel cake and the popcorn. It's it's a turkey leg. You have to eat it. I mean, look, you don't have to. I know there's people that don't like turkey, right? But you got to at least try it. You got to give it a shot.
2: We'll see how it goes.
0: (laughs) I mean, can we vlog Sure. Because, look, if it doesn't work out for you, I will be happy to help you eat it. (laughs)
1: Nice. Perfect. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Score.
0: (laughs) What about you, Gavin? What are your resolutions?
1: All right. Well, I thought about this, and I actually have three Disney resolutions for 2018. The first one uh, I'm going to begin to take care of on the 1st of January. So, uh. And that is, I want to give Disney live-action remakes a fair chance. Really? Because I haven't so far. Okay. I, I really haven't. I I have been uh, of the camp that is more or less apathetic. I, you know, I don't. I didn't need them to do Jungle Book. I didn't need them to do Beauty and the Beast. And you know, so I haven't. I haven't made an effort to watch them or give them a chance. Now I finally did watch. Uh, the jungle book I watched it on my iPhone and you know like on Netflix or whatever and I immediately wished I'd seen it in the theater because it looked visually spectacular uh, I still haven't seen Beauty and the Beast but my wife and I have decided that on January 1st uh, we are going to watch it finally and uh, I'm I'm gonna be excited about it and and you know not Try and not judge it against the animated masterpiece that it was inspired by.
0: Okay. I'm uh, so glad that you said that. because yes. I- I'm sorry to cut you off, but uh, I'm glad you said that because if you go into it wanting to compare it to the original version uh, or the animated yeah. classic that Disney has put out already, you are not really going to enjoy this one And, I mean, there are many not-so-subtle differences in the live-action version Mm -hmm. that sometimes Mm -hmm. kind of leave your head scratching. But, ultimately, I liked it. But I am a little biased because Belle is my favorite Disney princess. And, I mean, you know the beast i mean the beast is boy you know and uh yeah, yeah i'm glad that you're giving it another shot because the jungle book especially yeah. was amazing the fact that it was shot in a green screen warehouse and it is so visually stunning um right. yeah it's great but i'm sorry go yeah. ahead continue
1: no you're good uh so uh, the the other thing um is that you know, in 2018, we're going to get a, a Christopher Robin live action movie. So that'll be one of the ones that I definitely am going to give a chance this year. And I wanted to give Mulan a chance this year, but they bumped it. It's, it's coming out in 2019 now. So when that comes around, I'll continue my resolution. Uh, the other thing I want to do is this year for the first time, uh, my wife and I are going to participate in a Dapper Day at the parks. Yeah. So we have already made plans we have already begun assembling our outfits and so we will be at spring dapper day this year uh dressed to the nines
0: and might i say sir that i have seen you dressed to the nines and you put us all (laughs) to shame oh thank you
1: i don't know if that's true but thank you oh you do uh and then my last one is I, in 2018, want to ride all of the Disneyland Resort attractions that I've never ridden before. There are actually quite a few that I've never been on. Most of them are the kiddie ones, the little kid ones. But uh, I want to just do it. I want to complete the attraction list and say that I've been on every single one. So that's, that's kind of a, the small one for the year, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to make that happen. Dude, you have some great ones, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, I especially <laughs> love the film one because, uh, I mean, giving them a, another shot, I think, is important. Uh, like pirates, I I don't see pirates necessarily as a remake. Uh, no. It was it fits this weird a uh, pop culture slot that. You know, the other films have not really been able to attain. I agree with that. And uh, even Haunted Mansion, you know, like I, I know that I've upset several people uh, when I've said that. I, I've even yeah. warmed up to the Haunted Mansion because I understand now what Disney was trying to get out of the film in the age wow. range that they were trying to get it out of. And I was not part of that demographic, which is why I hated it so much. <laughs> Me too. But, I mean, like I said, I get it, right? Uh, it's like people in our generation that grew up watching Back to the Future and Goonies and all these films that if somebody watched them today, they may not appreciate them, especially if they've seen other films with, you know, quote-unquote, better special effects and, you know, whatever the case is. So, uh, I mean, I get it. I know I've probably said this before, but, you know, I thought I would toss it in. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You have. But and a quick additional sidebar, how excited are you guys for the Jungle Cruise movie? Mm, not really. I am really? excited. I am so excited about that one. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It
0: just there's something about it that makes me feel like they are not going to do the attraction justice. I mean, and, and that's kind of how mm. I felt for a while now. I just feel like it's going to be a film about an Amazon river Mm -hmm. and that all that's the only connection that it's going to have to the attraction is the fact that the film is going to be called the jungle cruise. And it's going to ignore all of the cool like story behind the attraction, like the expeditions and stuff.
2: See, I don't feel like that. I feel like because what they're, what they've been doing, look at jungle book. I mean, they did that one justice in my opinion, but I, I, I honestly see that they're they're doing a lot better, and um, with their live action movies. I mean, it's sad that they started with Maleficent. I was in your shoes, Gavin, where I saw that one in theaters. I walked out so upset because at the very end, I was like, I don't know if mm-hmm. anyone's seen it. I'm sorry, spoiler alert. She doesn't become the dragon. That <laughs> hit me hard because she's my favorite villain, and. Mm -hmm. but seeing how they've come up, you know, how they've done every movie and they have just gotten better and better. I, I am excited. I'm not going to hype it, but I'm excited to see what they could do. I mean, if they could do like, Mm -hmm. not saying a boat ride, but if they could bring those animals that we see on there and have like this, you know, go through the ruins and whatnot. I mean, I don't know, Disney, if you want to do that, Cool.
0: Bring it up and 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 look, maybe I just need to educate (laughs) myself a little bit more on what the film is about, right? Because uh, how I feel is based on when I first heard about this remake, and you know, after watching Mm -hmm. the Jungle Book, I enjoyed the Jungle Book so much, but I don't want talking animals in the Jungle Cruise, right? I don't Mm -hmm. feel like it would be really that good if we have a lion pack in the middle of the Jungle Cruise movie saying like, oh, yeah, this zebra tastes great. Oh, no. no.
2: (laughs) What I I think is going to happen is going to be like, they're going to be like realistic. Because, yeah, talking animals? No, no, no.
1: (laughs) Well, I feel like the Pirates of the Caribbean movies didn't have very much at all to do with the attraction. I think that first movie had several visual references to the attraction. But, I mean, it really didn't have – much to do with the attraction at all, except for there were pirates. So I don't necessarily think it has to be about an actual like tour boat going down through a jungle river and a sarcastic or punny uh, skipper making jokes for it to be an effective movie and to harken back to the attraction. I I mean, my only fear would be that while I have less problem with Johnny Depp being added to the Pirates of the Caribbean attraction than most people. I think I would have a huge problem with the rock showing up in the jungle cruise attraction.
0: (laughs) Just posted
1: up right next to trader Sam. Yeah, that, that, I I don't know. They could maybe find a way to make that work, but I think they would really have to be clever about Mm -hmm, that. mm -hmm. Okay. So let's play Disney.
0: What if for a moment, let's take a quick sidebar. From our Disney resolutions, and let's play Disney. What if? If the rock were to be added to the jungle cruise, and let's just make it clear, we don't want that to happen, right? Okay. Um, Mm -hmm. But if the rock were added to the jungle cruise, where would the ideal
1: location be? The top of the pole that the rhinoceros (laughs) is chasing the people (laughs) up (laughs) on.
0: That's
1: funny. Way up at the top. I was going to say, if
2: he could be like, Behind the greenery, like, barely peeking out, fine. Like, as if he's...
1: Yeah, if he's, like, an east... Yeah. That would be perfect.
2: Yeah,
1: that would be cool.
0: You know where I think would be ideal is if... I mean, if they added him, right? Is if they left the attraction alone and they added him in a video to the queue... (gasps) Uh, that way, oh, yeah. he could, I mean, depending on his role in the film, he could just be like, hey, guys, this is The Rock. You're about to board a boat and go down a river.
2: Okay, not video, but what if they were to do, you know how they have the audio playing in the background? Oh, yeah. So what if they, he did like a little insert and they had it along with, you know, all the, the MB, like the, um, what is it called?
0: What um. All the announcements and the SOS yes, calls yes. and all that stuff that you yes. hear. Yeah, that would that make would sense. Be s- I would be fine with that. Or if they really want his face to be a part of the attraction, maybe they can put him in the photos that you see uh, with like the, the camping stuff that mm-hmm. you see f- mm-hmm. uh, from the people on the expedition. Yep. Um, I think that would be the best place to put him without him being so intrusive in the attraction. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I just think it would be weird to see the rock yeah. uh, on the jungle cruise, you know, uh, just added, but I don't know. Maybe I'm just salty about, Them not doing the jingle cruise (laughs) this year, like they have in years past. So uh, maybe that's it.
1: Oh, they didn't do it. They didn't.
2: But I heard it was because of um, Carsland getting all the Halloween overlay, so they concentrated more on that.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. I mean, we usually get the Christmas overlay in Cars Land when they're wishing us a season's speedings. And uh, I think this year when they did Radiator Screams, you know they they really plussed up Cars Land for the Halloween season. And Mm -hmm. I I think they did a really good job with it.
1: What about you, man?
0: Ah, yes. uh, Sorry, back to the Disney resolutions. So, uh, like Gavin... There I realize that there are some attractions that I have either never been on or I haven't been on in a really, really long time.
1: Uh, As far as never
0: (laughs) going on them, there aren't many uh at this point. Uh it's it I could probably count them on one hand, but nonetheless, I haven't been on them. So uh, the one thing I want to do is I want to make sure that I cross those off the list and anything that I haven't done in a really long time, I want to do again. Um, Especially one of them is the one that worries me because it's going to be closing soon right before it turns into the Incredicoaster. Ooh!
2: You know what, though, That's such
0: a great roller coaster.
2: It's just, just wait for it. Just wait for it. I mean, don't
0: get me wrong. I'm excited I'm that all- it's converting <laughs> over. Uh, there's a certain charm to writing the current version That's... of California streaming before it converts over, right? I mean, it's it's iconic. You know, the fact that you're going through That's that true. loop and you see, mm-hmm. you know, the the big sun and everything. I mean. Yeah, I mean, I-, I wish I was writing it before it closed. And um, I mean, believe it or not, I have not been on the Silly Symphony swings <laughs> since it wow. converted to the Silly Symphony swings. Uh, from back <laughs> when it was the Orange Zinger. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, there's certainly things that I want to do in the park and there's attractions that I want to be able to ride and enjoy either before they're gone or just because I haven't done them in so long, if ever. Yeah. but the things that that I haven't done in the park, like I've never seen Frozen. Uh, I've been to the Animation Academy. But believe it or not, it's been so long that I don't ever remember sitting down to actually draw something at the uh-huh. Academy.
1: What? <laughs> that's one of the best things right, to do. Right, but see, that's
0: what I'm talking about. It's so that awesome. It's either something that I've never done or it's been <laughs> so long that it feels like I've never done it. And look, trust me. Uh, my wife listens to the podcast, and if there is something that I have done that I have just forgotten about, because sometimes I feel I have short-term memory, she will remind me about it. She will definitely tell me uh, that I have done it, uh, you yes. know, so. <laughs> she will. But, I mean, that's the point of all of this, right? To, it's an exercise in going back to do the things that you haven't done before or would like to do again if it's been that long for you. Um, the second thing that I would like to do in 2018 is uh, I want to read more Disney-related books uh, and articles. Because I feel like a lot of the the reading that I do now are snippets of articles on my device. And uh, I, I've really gotten away from reading. Uh, like when I was a kid, I used to love to read And so that is one of my goals. I want to read at least two Disney-related books, whether it's stuff on Walt Disney, on the history of the Nine Old Men, on Imagineering, the parks. It doesn't matter. Just something that will enrich me and uh, will allow me to learn something new. Uh, That is basically one of my goals. I've set the bar very low, two books, and uh, I think I can do it. I think I can definitely fit two books into my schedule.
1: That's
0: cool. Nice. Nice. like it. Uh, Third is really to get Melissa to eat that damn turkey leg.
2: (laughs) 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 Because you're going to have it after. Yes, exactly.
0: Uh, (laughs) It's it's a free turkey leg. Um, No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, Really, I think my third one has a little bit more to do with the podcast and the YouTube channel. And that is that... Uh, I mean I love doing commentary you know where we talk about certain things happening in the park things that are coming up movies things we did all that stuff that's all fun but uh, one of the things that I love to do that we haven't done very often is some of the history episodes like when we did the one for the Haunted Mansion the one for Pirates of the Caribbean like I love doing that type of episode and uh, I want to be able to do some more of that this year either on the podcast or on the YouTube channel Uh, I haven't really decided but it's definitely um mm. also related to doing more content on the YouTube channel. Uh you know with the talks about growing the team and everything as we're looking for people that that fit our group and that you guys enjoy listening to and, and everything that goes along with it. Uh I, that's right. really what I want to do. I want to ramp up the content and hopefully we're able to produce things that you guys want yeah. to hear. Fantastic. So there you go. That is our set of Disney resolutions for 2018. Uh, And now we want to hear from you guys. What are some of the things that you would like to change about how you experience the Disney parks? And it doesn't have to be Disneyland. If you frequent Walt Disney World, Hong Kong, Disney Shanghai, it doesn't matter. Let us know how you want to change your Disney experience in 2018 you know, you can leave us a comment in the Facebook post for this, the Instagram post. You can send us a tweet. You know, you got 240 characters now that you can certainly tell us what your resolutions are. You probably won't be able to elaborate, but at least you get your point across. Uh, or go to podcasterscom 185 and leave a comment in the blog post. Again, we'd love to hear what your resolutions are. All right. Well, I think that is going to wrap it up for this episode. Uh, before we go through all of the general things that we close up the episode with, is there
1: anything else that you guys would like to add? I would just like to wish everybody a happy new year. I hope 2018 is magical and amazing for everybody.
2: I agree with Gavin. Happy new year to everybody. And I hope everyone's safe and healthy and is, just has a magical year. And also, we are less than three months from Paint the Night. Oh, so- I
1: know!
0: <laughs> <laughs> In my head, I always hear those magical notes.
2: <laughs> that's that's. Once we hit the year, it's like a little more than two. No, it is three months.
0: Uh-huh. I mean, on Facebook, nice. Uh, you know, quick shout out to our friends over at the Die Hard Disney Nuts fan group over on Facebook. Uh, you know, yeah. uh, I always see these counters that they're posting about, what's your date? You know, like, when are you going to Disneyland? When are you going to Walt Disney World? Mine is for Paint the Night. <laughs> because <laughs> I don't think people understand how much that music and that parade fills me with joy. I'm going to I'm cry. I'm going to cry. Oh, <laughs> yeah, 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 you are going to cry.
2: <laughs> oh, my God. I yeah, miss it so know much.
0: me too. <laughs> All right. So, um, you know, since Javier's not here, it's going to be weird uh, doing the Amazon plug, but I'm going to give it a shot and see how it turns out. Maybe I'll record him and I'll add his audio. Who knows? We'll see. Uh, so, if you want to help us out, if you shop on Amazon, a great way to do that is by going through our special affiliate link. Start off your journey by going to podcasterscom Amazon before your next purchase. Click on the big Amazon button on that page. You'll be taken to Amazon. And if you make any purchases, we may get a small commission as a thank you from you. And from Amazon, because you went through our links. To everyone that's already taken the time to do that, thank you very much. You guys are super helpful, and we totally appreciate it. Another great way to help us out is by becoming a fairy godparent of our podcast. Uh, For more information on how you can become a fairy godparent, you can go to podcateers.com slash FGP for more information. If you want to find us on any of the social networks, just search for Podcateers. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on YouTube. Uh, We would love it if you take a moment to go and subscribe and like and follow us and all that good stuff. If you follow us like on YouTube, we'd love it if you hit that little bell notifications icon because as we work on having a more consistent posting schedule, that notifications icon is going to be the best way to know when we post new content to the channel and to all of you that are already subscribed already follow us help us spread the word and to all of you that are thank you guys so very much we really truly appreciate it do you guys know the podcateer song because we can sing it right now ready I think so P-O-D K-E-T double E-R-S podcateers this is I why I don't do karaoke. I'm, I'm, I'm a, 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 a <laughs> I shut down. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, it is time to bid you guys adieu. So until next week, here's to beers, cheers, and Mickey ears. Have a fantastic week, everyone. Bye. Adios.
1: 곳
0: oh my god Uh, that's hilarious